Exciting time of year. Oh, there's a lot going on, isn't there? Yep. So much going Flying on. Flying by, as we said. Flying by, it is, yes. And term four, as, as we spoke about in the last few episodes, it does go by very quickly. A uh, lot does. of stuff on. Where am I? What, what Our year 12s are having the last couple of days of classes at the moment. So they're all dressed up. They have a, a dress-up theme for the last couple of days of, of classes. So uh, there were... Is there a dress-up in a certain theme or just dress-up? Crazy. Yeah, there's a theme for each day. I, I'm not sure what today. <laughs> not sure what it was. There was there were it clowns. You know, it's <laughs> from uh, Stephen King's mm-hmm. it. Mm. Uh, there mm. was a dinosaur. Terrifying. Yeah, a dinosaur carrying. You know those blow up things where it looks like that people are carrying dinosaurs yeah, the carrying the person. The jockey. Yeah, yeah. like those ones. But there was a dinosaur. Yeah. It was really cool. And there were a bunch yeah. of kids on roller skates, not roller blades, roller skates. Oh, who did the risk assessment for that one? Well, I was thinking, you know, that's all right. No worries. You're only two weeks away from sitting down writing three essays in three hours. You don't need a wrist. <laughs> you, you can afford a broken wrist right about now. Or actually, if they had a broken wrist, we all know that then there would be the oh, um, there would be some scribe. sort of assistance. Maybe it's genius. Scribe. Yes, it might have been genius. Yes, yes, actually. I'll take hey, it back. if you're a grade 12 student out there or you've got a stressed grade 12 student worried about writing, Here's just get them to rollerblade, roller skate, whatever they need to do to break two wrists. It won't have any other effects in the rest of their life. It'll be great. No. Don't contemplate the butt wiping. Just just go with it. We've just oh. had a brilliant idea. Uh, and let us know how it goes. I've been there. I've been with the, the, the butt wiping thing is real. <laughs> it really is challenging. But, yeah, that's that's a fair point, actually. Don't worry yeah. about schoolies. Uh, don't worry about, you know, all the other fun stuff and summer and stuff. No. You don't need wrists for the no. for the foreseeable no. future, no. actually. And, uh, yeah, then there's obviously the lifelong issues that we'll ha- you, know, you might have with Possible. your wrists. Try and, try and make but- it a clean break, an uncomplicated break. If you can. I hope everyone's writing this down. Uh, uh, we are here to help. We are joking. Changing lives, <laughs> one way. broken wrist at a at time. At a time. Yep. Yes, Excellent. Yes. And it's got to be end of year getting close to announcing who is the winning house if the grade 12s are leaving soon. Oh, don't. I, I feel triggered. <laughs> Unbelievable. This was announced on um, uh, last week, uh, earlier this week. And mm-hmm. I am head of one of the four houses. And mm-hmm. I, for those regular listeners will know, I do not like Andrews very much because they constantly win. And I am yeah. convinced that it, there is some, um, you know, underhanded tactics being used. But um, Sounds very Andrews to me. Very they, Andrews. They're the type. They're funny I'm looking. i out and there. They're, they're smelly they're the- and... Yes, um, and so it came up to we was at the last two houses were to be announced. Uh, the fourth was announced. It wasn't us. It wasn't Andrews. Third was announced. It wasn't us. It wasn't Andrews. Uh, Clash of the Titans. Clash of the Titans at the top, and yep. it turned out that Andrews saluted, and yeah, I wasn't very happy. Still, I'm not happy. It's it's. A, I'm not going to get over it to be honest. I'm bit, I'm bit. No. <laughs> it's, hard to, it's hard to come. It's hard to come back from it. And I, did you, you, you head, you. I'm assuming that 
the students didn't know how disappointed you were. They looked to their their <laughs> leader, and you were you showed resilience. You showed poise, grace in defeat. Yes, all yes. of these things. All of uh-huh. these things. Um, yep. After about a minute, yes, I did. Uh, it took me a few minute moments to compose myself after the, the disappointment and, frankly, shock. Um, because I thought we were in with a really good chance. But uh, it wasn't to be this year. There is always next year. But honestly, ABA, anyone but Andrews. That's oh, my, well, that's, that's good. My, I'd that? call for a recount. It actually sounds very much uh, <laughs> like a certain calling. election just recently <laughs> and maybe a certain country had something. Uh, I mean, I don't, I don't uh, want to get too political, no. but I feel like uh, there could be something very underhanded. I was accused yeah. of keeping some files in folders in my holiday house in mm. Miami. There were a few things, few things that happened. Yep. Yep. Um, but we're not going to. Well, I'm sorry. That. I knew that you you're in your tenure. You've had an amazing uh, win ratio yourself. You really oh, bought your house good. back. Pretty to good. Challenge Andrew. So yes. there is. There's always next year. There is always next year, and house competition's awesome. And you know, schools that do it well uh, get a lot out of it, and we yeah. do it well. It's great. Well done to you and your fellow heads of house. It is all about culture, getting people excited, getting kids to care, getting other staff to care about that house house spirit. So mm-hmm. uh, you're walking the talk, Mr. White. Well done. <laughs> That's good fun. What have you been up to? I have been out and about, actually. Yeah. I have mm-hmm. been spreading the good word of mastery schools. We have a great relationship with the University of Queensland, which just happens to be your alumni it university is. and we were invited I was invited to go and speak at a, a panel at that university was able to talk about mastery schools and also this podcast which was great mm-hmm. got to meet some fans Mr White yeah fans some fans <laughs> they were super excited to uh, to get to come up and say hi and said that they love listening, love listening to the stories and encouraged us to keep it coming. Uh, told some great stories of their own, which was great. I met some very interesting educators from Burma and Chile and also from Serbia, which was absolutely fascinating wow. to hear. So they have done their master's degrees in their home country and have come to Australia for a number of different reasons and was able to hear some stories about their teaching careers in their home countries. And it was fascinating. So, so, so fascinating. So keep those stories coming and hopefully we'll be able to record some of those in coming episodes so we can really start to spread into all of the um, everywhere across across the world is what we're looking to do to, to hear about those amazing teaching stories and te- teaching impact. Yes, I'm always always very interested to hear about how other countries do it. Um, it, it really is interesting, just just the difference in the you know, the cultural sort of aspects, but just you know the also the the logistics of the way they run education and and how it all works, and just looking at a different way. I think we we should do a bit more of that. I think we should look at, at you know what we're doing and then look at uh, how other countries are doing it, other areas are doing it, and uh, you know take the best bits. Absolutely, mm. that's exactly. And so we would love, please, if you are listening from a different country right now, we would love you to reach out. We want to hear about how you do things. We want to hear yeah. about your best bits. We want to hear your teaching tip. 
We want to hear what are you laughing at? <laughs> your best <laughs> bits. Did I, tell, I just, tell us all about your best bits. Yep. Tell us your best bits. We don't <laughs> want to hear about the bits that don't work. Just tell us the best bits. Yeah. Uh, it's a short podcast. So we only, we've only got time and a te- we're teachers. We don't have time to hear the, ba- time. the bad bits. We just want to hear no. the good bits. Good bits. That's what we're all about, focusing all about on that. Positivity. And it was so lovely to be on this panel. And the, uh, the last question that was asked was, you know, why did you get into teaching? What, what, how do you stay motivated? Oh, my bread and butter. It was so good to get to talk, um, <laughs> to talk about that. And also to hear the other people on the panel to talk about their best bits and how they keep that fire burning and, yeah, uh, yeah and keep on waking up in the morning and, and, and thriving rather than surviving. So, so important for university students to be able to hear those stories yeah. and, and hear those yeah. best bits, the little tips and tricks to be able to, allow you to have a really long and successful career rather than that short sparkle fizz that we we heard Mm. in uh one of our recent episodes from the great sarah mcdonald that Mm. she had she had a very short sparkly career and she's gone on to have a second second career now but it's it is important to me that we are trying to play the long game and looking after uh you know all aspects of your life so that you can you can thrive in all aspects Absolutely, you're right, and that's got to start at, um, if not before, then definitely at uh, at university, where you're learning to be a teacher. It should be part of. It should definitely be part of you know what to expect, because I remember doing my I did a dip ed back in the day, um, and I remember being surprised by how much I didn't know on the first day I was teaching, um, and you know that's probably true of every profession, but you know someone could have warned me. So I could, could have told me what's going on here. Yeah. I was very good at a lot of stuff, but um, some stuff I was just not prepared for at all. And maybe maybe discussion and openness and sharing stories is a good way to combat that. We should make a podcast dedicated to that, Mrs. Angel. Oh, what do you think? That's a that's a great idea. Good idea, isn't let's, it? Okay, well let's let's spitball it, and Ooh. we'll uh, let me think about it a bit and what we could put in it. But in the meantime, should we should we just tell uh, like a nice story or something, just like a magic. We could call it a magical moment or something. That's, and that's good. We should use that as a title okay. of a segment. Are you writing this down? That's I'm writing it down. That's very good. Right. Fabulous. Magical moment. <laughs> that was just my inner monologue, just a little inner voice there, just thinking, and we could maybe make a little ditty like that. So magical moment today is, it's a little bit different, all right? I want to let everyone know that it's not just Mr. White and I who care about teachers and love teachers and think teachers are amazing. There is this thing that I want everybody to be aware of. It is called the Global Global Teacher Prize. So the Vaki Foundation have made this Global Teacher Prize and there is a $1 million award, a US dollars, that is presented to an exceptional teacher who has made an outstanding contribution to their profession. This happens each year, has been happening since 2013. So I want to tell you a little bit more about it. And we've got some Aussies in the top 50 who are absolutely exceptional educators. Uh, But so basically the, the Global Teacher Prize serves to underline the importance of educators and the fact that throughout the world, their efforts deserve to be recognized and celebrated. It seeks to acknowledge the impacts of the very best teachers, not only on their students, but on the communities around them. And so why teachers? They they recognize, the Vaki Foundation recognize that an inadequate 
inadequate education is a major factor behind the social, political, economic and health issues faced by the world today. We, they believe that education has the power to reduce poverty, prejudice and conflict. Teachers work tirelessly to provide an education for children around the world so that the status of teachers is critically important to our global future. So teacher status has a significant impact on recruitment, retention, job satisfaction and performance. And so they, in 2013, the Vaki Foundation commissioned Populous, the leading research and strategy consultancy to gather in-depth opinions from 21 countries to explore attitudes about the teaching profession. Uh, And they, the results have been published. So you can look at the Vaki Foundation Global Teacher Status Index. And in many countries, it was found that the profession status had dropped and the findings shocked Sunny Vaki, who is the, the, um, the, the chairman of the Vaki Foundation, and both of his parents were teachers, and he therefore he founded the Global Teacher Prize as a response with the aim of raising the profession's profile. Right, and, and it's pretty fabulous. Uh, we were we have interviewed one of the top ten uh, mm. Global Teacher Prize close to winners, but he was in the top ten. So Mr. Eddie Wu was in the top Eddie ten Wu. back in twenty eighteen. And so I wanted to tell you a little bit today about uh, about two of the Aussies who are in the top fifty. So I'm going to right. tell you just about one today, and and I'll tell you a bit about um, about the other one next. So we have two in the top fifty: Ian Preston. So he's from uh, uh, he's from Murrumbidgee Regional High School in Griffith, New South Wales, and the, our other Aussie finalist is Brendan Kenner. But I'm going to tell you about Brendan on a different episode. So Ian Preston, he was born to parents with little formal education past primary school level. And as the first and only person in his immediate family to study years 11 and 12, he initially went to work in a bank before applying to the University of Newcastle, which is 700 kilometers from home, to study industrial arts teaching in 1987. This was paid for through his limited savings and jobs, including Honestly, uh, can't even work a phone. Uh, me, that's not that's me. Not that's not Ian. Um, paid for through his limited savings, so working night shifts in a petrol station, driving a truck, delivering steel all around New South Wales during university breaks, and working in an abattoir during a wide range doing a wide range of unpleasant tasks. Whereas others would have given up, he didn't. Early in his career, he pioneered telematics in regional New South Wales, establishing the innovative Lachlan Access Program, LAP, providing access to years 11 and 12 for students from small rural communities who previously had to travel from home to access their final two years of secondary education. And almost 30 years after its establishment, the LAP still operates today. That's that's some legacy right there, providing educational equity and access to rural and remote students enabling a generation of students to remain in their community to complete their secondary education, which has a significant impact socially and economically. That's absolutely fantastic. In 2020, he began researching the concept of using his previous experiences to deliver STEM enrichment to students, culminating in the establishment and implementation of the New South Wales Virtual STEM Academy, providing STEM enrichment to rural, regional and remote students through engaging game-based software. This has grown from its initial trial involving eight students in 2021 to 253 students in 2022 and a projected 500 students in 2023. Wow. That's growth for you. Uh, Program 
reach has evolved from all students uh, from four schools in one town to currently 27 schools from all corners of New South Wales, as well as international students. So Indigenous and female students are targeted by the program with participation rates of 20% and 49% respectively. Due to the success of the New South Wales Virtual Schools Program, Ian is now working with a small group of colleagues to implement the Australian Virtual STEM Academy. This man has got vision. Uh, Ian has been involved in significant curriculum development in New South Wales and has a long history of his students achieving at the highest levels, both academically and in sporting teams, with students ranked in the top bands in the HSC for engineering studies, computing and industrial technology. And his student teams have won the Australian Australian Aeronautical Velocity uh, Challenge in both planes and bucket, uh, bottle rockets. Mm. His proudest career achievement in his history of providing educational excellence, uh, excellence, access and equity to students from disadvantaged rural and regional and remote communities as a highly accomplished transformational educational leader with proven experience in implementing and nurturing innovative STEM educational programs. Ian has made significant contributions to regional, state, national and international STEM education programs recognised in 2021 with an Excellence in Teaching Award from the New South Wales Education Minister. In 2022, he was awarded the prestigious Commonwealth Bank Teaching Fellowship for his work established uh, establishing the Australian and New South Wales Virtual STEM Academies and the 2022 Premier's Prize for Innovation in Science, Technology, Engineering uh, and or Mathematics Teaching in New South Wales. Can we please give a massive, massive round of applause for the exceptional Ian Preston. Wow. So How I guess amazing. I want amazing. He is amazing. And you know what? He's just like you and me though. He's just like all of the teachers listening right now. You've got a vision for your students and then you get yeah. something, you get something off the ground working for eight kids. And then you think, "How can I make this bigger?" And then how can I do that? And then how can I make this bigger? And then how can I have more of an impact and more of an impact? And it starts in the classroom, though, and trying to solve a problem for the students sitting in front of you there and then. And yeah. I think he is he is the epitome of the, of of the story of an Aussie battler. He's he was you know first first in family to go to to university and first, he's first very to very 11, year eleven and twelve, didn't you say? Yeah. Amazing. Yes, yes. Yes. That's amazing. Very cool. And now he's in the top fifty in the Global Teacher Prize and uh well deserved. Well and done I just in. I think wow. I guess that's a magical moment. Those kids are having mm. a magical moment in his class and then he scaled that up and scaled that up and scaled that up. So amazing. think big teachers. Uh and I know that he's super proud to be named in this top fifty as he should be. Yeah. And we'll tell Brendan Kenner's story as well in the coming weeks as well so we can be further inspired by him. Wonderful. Isn't technology just giving us an absolute, uh, a whole new horizon of how to grow things and how to develop things, particularly in the sphere of of education? I mean, to to develop STEM and get the projects and the programs all going and to give that software or get that software available to other people. Most people have access now, and I know not everyone, and we need to make that more. but just what we can do with technology now is just yep. amazing, and really the only limitation is, like you said, the the, the vision, yeah, um, and acting on it because you know without acting yep. on the vision, it's just a dream. So you know, yeah, 
It's amazing. The vision, it's the energy, it's the drive that uh, that I guess teachers come in. Come, teachers come in with this moral purpose. It's mm. the only profession where it, it, it really it's a calling. You really so all teachers have got that moral purpose and drive. That's why you chose teaching. So I guess everybody's got the recipe there. It's just whether or not uh, you want to go out and and do it and have that massive impact on on a scale, not just in your classroom, but but beyond it. A lot of that is about innovation and seeing. Not and not being you know bounded by the way things are, yeah. but by you know focusing very very much on the way things could be, which it sounds trite, but it's 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 really difficult to see outside the paradigm in which we operate and to mm. to keep you know an open mind and look at the possibilities rather than the barriers. Yeah, to consistently do that and to meet every challenge along the way. I mean, growing from what was it four students, five students to over five hundred. Um, projectors in a couple is, of years in a couple of years yeah is incredible yeah uh now he's um top 50 world teachers it's amazing yeah do we know so when cool. this is announced do we know when this is the ceremony is yep so the winner the the winner of the one million dollars us is on the 8th of november mm-hmm. and it's being announced in france in paris this year so there will be a shortlist from that top 50 to a top 10 announced at some stage in the coming uh, month or so. And then there will be the announcement at the Global Teachers Forum is obviously being held in in France this year. I've wow. been to the Global Teachers Forum. I got to be there when when Eddie Wu was announced as a top 10 finalist. Uh, we got to, to bask in his glow. Wow. And you, you were the, glowing quite well as well and I continue was, it, to. It was amazing to be there and get to just celebrate, celebrate an Aussie. And uh, he didn't, he didn't come home with the biscuits, but it was uh, the the global teacher, the Vaki Foundation know how to treat Australian, not Australians, teachers, not just Australians, teach um, teachers across the world as absolute rock stars. Awesome. So. They have are. they have all of the all of the celebrities come along to the Global Teacher Forum to celebrate teachers and to talk about the impact that teachers have. Awesome. So if anybody can ever get to the Global Teachers Forum, I absolutely recommend it. There's amazing speakers, cutting edge, great stories, and and you'll you'll walk away feeling very bolstered about this amazing profession that we're all a part of. Brilliant. Well, Ian, we are right behind you. What an amazing yep. effort you've you've put in and continue to put in and all the best. Absolutely. Good we're stuff. right behind you. How good's that? Well, you know what? It's only going to be trumped that high from the uh the wisecrack. That's <laughs> Mr. White. He's been writing emails to the producer oh, and I, letting us know how outrageously funny this wisecrack <laughs> is this week. I cannot personally wait. Get ready to rumble. Here we go. What is weekly rice cracks? What do you got, Mr. White? Do, 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 do. I need to preface firstly, before I get into the wisecrack, how, how unfair it is that you are comparing the bar. You're letting me try and <laughs> hurdle the bar. Set US by $1 Ian. million. Dollars. <laughs> Wow. Yeah, okay. Well, look, look, I'm just saying it's 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 a challenge, but um, you know, I'll have a crack. Excellent. Okay. Now, this happened yesterday. Um, I teach geography, and I was talking to my year twelve, my year elevens, uh, about tourism. So, units two of geography course in the VCE is on tourism. Mm-hmm. We're going to the zoo next week as part of that as a study of tourism. We're looking at um, the way in which the zoo facilitates tourists, and you know, the interplay there, and, and the way it's all set up. 
and we were talking about uh, zoos, why they exist, and how that has changed over time, and you know the way everything works. I said, now you know, to start a zoo, you need to have two pandas, a grizzly, and a polar, because that's the bare minimum. <laughs> hey, and I followed it up. Hey, I followed it up with uh, oh, a double. A double giggle. I like that. Carry on. Um, I followed it up with uh, one that is probably more well-known sort of a gag is where you say, uh, I went to a horrible zoo once. It only had a single dog. It was a shih tzu. Yeah. That's a good one. That's a good one. That's one of my personal favourites right yes. there. <laughs> and look, I, um, yeah, so as I said, I'm going to the zoo next week. And if anyone has a zoo-related gag that I could drop, while send on it through field work and while on field trips, send it through. Um, a big How many fan hours of, are you going to be there? How many do we need? All day. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to need a lot. I, I usually yep. don't struggle for material, but um, you know, <laughs> I, we've got a 40 minute bus ride and then we're there for six hours and then 40 minutes back. So I've got a bit of time to fill. So if you've got some uh, zoo related gags, send them through. Puns, I'm big on, I like a pun, clearly. Excellent. Yes. All right. Thank you, Mr. White. You were right. It was a good one. It was a good one. And we can hear the, the debrief of the, the zoo trip uh, in oh, the coming times I'm as well, which will be great. Happy to share. Yeah, wonderful. <laughs> well, I've got a doozy for you. Yes. Uh, for a teaching tale. Ah, Here we go. Tale. Very good. Teaching tales. Dun, dun, dun. All right. Maybe one of the best that has been sent through. Ooh. Just putting it out there. Wow. The bar is high this week. This is a story about Johnny. Johnny, fabulous kid, Uh, neurodiverse student. So he's always been trying to work out friendships. He's been trying to work out how to make other kids laugh. Sometimes the other kids laugh and he doesn't, he just doesn't understand what makes them tick. Has a lot of self-confidence, which is fantastic, but has never quite cracked the code of how to make other kids laugh. Johnny is lactose intolerant, but he's fighting the system. Uh, Has been packing cheese sticks unbeknownst to his (laughs) mum. He's in class. Johnny feels a bit of a rumble in his tummy, Mm -hmm. and he farts. Mm -hmm. And it's a loud one, uh, and and all of the other kids laugh. It's a a correct response. (laughs) Exactly. I mean, farts are funny, but but Johnny has never really realised that farts are funny and and hasn't realised that. So Johnny has now realised, oh, to fart is to get a laugh. So to fart, I will. So throughout the rest of the day, Johnny is continuing to to force a fart and the kids laugh and they laugh and they laugh. So at the end of the day, the teacher pulls Johnny aside and he says, and says to, to Johnny, hey, no more. This is not okay. And Johnny explains, hey, well, the kids love it. They're loving the material. So, so that, Just- it's been explained that it's actually – making it a very disruptive environment and and Johnny does care about this uh, and it's wonderful with his neurodiversity he's okay no this okay you're unpacking this for me no I do care about learning as well so the agreement is that he will go outside to fart 
um, because then he did explain that it's a natural body and if he, a natural body movement and if he holds it in, he actually will die. And have you read the research on holding in a fart? And it's really important to fart. It's a natural. Right, Johnny, you're just going to go outside you to fart. you read the research. Mm, he, Johnny's read the research on everything. So the next day comes. The teacher reminds Johnny. Remember what we talked about yesterday. If you need to go, like, so we're not going to, I'm not going to make you die and hold it in. You can go outside to fart. Right from the start, Johnny's public announcement, miss, I need to fart. Just just don't tell it. And so the kids are laughing. Ha, 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 ha. And he goes, oh, this is good. I'm going outside. I'm still, I still got their attention. He goes outside to fart, comes back in. Very soon after, he decides he wants to laugh again. Miss, I need to fart because the ha ha honey goes outside. But this time it's too soon. He didn't need to fart. But he he knows that he's he's he does what he says and he says what he does. Yes. So he's outside and fart um, he does. Mm-hmm. But he pushed a little bit too hard <laughs> and little Johnny followed through. Yes. Uh, <laughs> no, not yes, not yes. Not yes. Not yes. So that didn't feel really good. So the texture of that that spectacular movement wasn't great and Johnny then shuffled down around about the 10 meters to the administration front desk dropped his pants to his ankles because he didn't like the feeling and let the office staff at the desk know I have pooed my pants (laughs) um there was luckily no other parents apparently in the foyer, but the front desk got a full exposure of Tommy's little misdemeanor and uh, and Johnny, then obviously Johnny's. chaos, Johnny's, Johnny's misdemeanor <laughs> and chaos ensued. Yes. So to that teacher, thank you for teaching Johnny a lesson, oh. but I'm sorry to the people at that front desk who had to experience that. But what a story, what a story for little Johnny and for all of the teachers in that school. That is a barbecue story right there. That is a barbecue story. That's exactly what it is. That's a barbecue story. Yes. So thank you very much for sending that one in. Um, We need more of that kind of material, people. Please send it through. It's like it was a personal story. Almost. So good, so good, so good. Gosh, honestly, terrible day when that happens. But what a story, right? What, a what story. bankers get to tell that story? No, very they rarely. Don't. Very rarely. How many lawyers very, get to, very get to tell that sort of story? Very rarely does somebody poo their pants in a banking office. Exactly. Goodness. But, but all right. Even, but part of you must have been thinking, yeah. Oh, even at the time, this is going to be a great story. <laughs> even even when you're dealing with with what you're dealing with. In the back of your mind, it must be like, ah, I've got a winner here. That's one for the ages. <laughs> oh, exactly. Exactly. They're thinking, I can't wait for a podcast to open up and be calling for teaching tales because I've got a doozy for that podcast. So It's no, made sweet. for it. Yes, This exactly. podcast is a good idea. I reckon we should go with it. We should do it. Let's do mm. it. Let's not talk about it. Let's just do Let's it. Let's jump right in. Do it. Um, so what we are going to also do if, if we were to do a podcast is we should talk about how to prop each other up. Maybe we could call it spiraling upwards or something oh, like that. What do you idea. think? Hey, that's a Excellent. good title. Of a What's segment? a question that we could, we could talk about today then? Um, um, 
Oh, there's a fair bit of AI around, artificial intelligence sort of stuff, maybe something around that. That's a great idea because that's no, a time saver for teachers. Ooh, that's a good thing. Yes. Time, workload, teacher, yeah. workload, workload, workload. Uh, and so I have been hesitant with AI, not because I don't believe in it. I think it's been absolutely fantastic. I, I want to get on board, but I'm scared. Oh. I'm scared to dip my toe in. I'm scared to, I don't know. I don't know. I actually don't know what I'm scared of. But the good thing is, is the teachers at my school are not scared. They're fabulous. And they're, they obviously really care about their workload and they are, they're using it and it's making a massive difference with reducing their workload. So they are, there's a lot of using chat GPT, obviously, to mm. write things, to write user unit plans. And so there's a lot of that happening. There's a lot of uh, assess. They're using it to write assessments. Uh, another another AI tool that we're using is Ooh. Smart AI. Smart AI is writing little formative assessments as well as as big assessments. In particular, we're using it for that. And what the producer of this show has done is he has turned that little Johnny story. We were wondering if we can make little videos, use AI to create videos of these teaching tales. If so, there's one thing that little Johnny's story needs, it's, it's visual representation. Absolutely. <laughs> so it was spectacular. So it, you don't write all of that whole, you don't write that whole script. You don't, you've got a couple of key dot points. Mm. And so maybe you're typing in maybe 30 to 40 words in there about the Short, with short little sentences of what happened, mm-hmm. you click go. It generates the pictures to match up with the story that you're telling. It generates a script to match up. It then picks a voice to then read that script. Goodness and then me. it creates a little video of to tell that story. Why so if you're I... talking about engaging for your students to to turn something into pictures, I heard a story last night at the UQ panel that they um, there's uh, some – AI technology where you can type in a story and then a picture is immediately generated of whatever you've written. To, so then you're able to look at the picture based off the story that you've written. And is that the picture that you were trying to create in the reader's head? Oh, no. Okay. I'm going to go back and I'm going to modify the story to Brilliant. see if that picture now changes based on what I've just put in my story. Brilliant. How amazing. That's amazing. What's a, what's a program called? I don't know, but I'll find it out for you. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yes. That is amazing. That that really is amazing. I'm doing creative writing at the moment with my year sevens. All right, I'm going to find it out for you. It's um, yeah, so awesome. the the, uh, the the dean of teaching and learning from the Brisbane School of Distance Education was the person who talked about that. So I'm going to reach out to him and find out what that is. And he he just shelf. said it was a spectacular learning moment for mm. for those students. But I guess my my advice is just start to dabble, Do start it. to dabble and have a bit of fun with it. Yeah, it's fun. Uh, and the sorry to cut you off, but no, I, go. I, so I, how have you used it? I was I, and I remain disappointed with the initial fear, the, the reaction of initial fear in education about what this mm. is going to do um, because people will say, oh, you know, students will cheat and they're not creating their own work. And I, well, well, this is why we have handwritten exams under test conditions. You exactly. Know, this isn't something new. We, we already have the infrastructure. 
to yep. protect it against. Oh, but they can write their essays at home. Yeah, well, that's true, but they could also get their tutor to write their essay. Mm-hmm. And you're teaching them, so get them to write, you know, they have to write their plan under test conditions at school, and then they go home and write it. Like, there are ways around it. There are always ways around it. I've used um, ChatGPT a fair bit, um, and I, I like using it for formally. I get the ChatGPT to write a formal essay on a particular topic, and then we apply a criteria, criteria sheet to it, and we rip it apart. We say how it's mm. rubbish. And it, it does a number of things. Firstly, it's a really good way of saying, okay, well, you can see what they're trying to do, do here with this introduction, but it's missing this element, this element, this element, or, you know, you don't need this sentence or, you know, little things like that you can critique it on. But students start realizing that, oh, okay, you've asked ChatGPT to write this essay and you're actually grading it at about a CC plus. Yeah, that's right. And that's if yeah. it scans properly. That's if it's on topic. That's if mm. all the other parameters are in line. It's actually, you know, it's really good as a model of, on which to reflect, uh, you know, teaching and, and say what is wrong with it and what could be better about it. Yeah. So I use it and I give it to students and, and then, you know, ask them, okay, well, how would you, how would you improve this? Yeah. You know, what's wrong with it? The topic sentence is too long. Yeah, good. Awesome. Right, it doesn't cut to the yep. chase quick enough. It's yep. a formal essay. You need to get to the point really yep. quickly. Awesome. You know, yeah, it's it's such a great learning. But that's only one one use. Yeah, um, that's awesome. That's so, so good. Many, so many different things you can do with it. Yeah, and like I said, I was I was really disappointed with the the general feeling about most te- most people in education. Yeah, it, it was negative. Just uh, a, a a fear response it. initially. Yeah. And I, I yep. maintain also that it's not like AI is not going to take over the world, and, and it's going to be the pe- it's not going to take jobs. It's going to be the people who can use AI. Yes, are going like, to benefit to, to, because you're, it's limited by what you put into it. Exactly. It's only as good as as the prompts that you give it. That's so, right. So, so the thing without the video that um, in the little little um, Johnny story. We had to, we started with maybe 20 words. I'm like, oh, no, well, it, that video hasn't captured this moment in the story. And so you add another couple of extra yes. words in there. So you, you you build up your 20 word up to 50 words, and then it's actually captured what the story really was. So I will, we're, we're going to release that on our socials. Uh, so follow us on Facebook or, or Insta so you can have a look at that. Uh, <laughs> and you can you can purchase a subscription and it gets rid of the watermark or you know, what difference, it doesn't matter that there's a watermark on there. Yeah. The, the point you're trying to make for your kids is that you can, you can turn this into a, a storyline and you can, you can, you you can, can get creative it. with it mm. and you can see it. And yes, absolutely. And it's just, it's so engaging, which is fantastic. Yeah. Brilliant. So get Love involved. It. I'm a big fan of it. I'm a big fan of it. Actually, just, we could talk about this forever, really. Um, I listened to a, just quickly, I listened to a podcast uh, interview with uh, Sam Altman, who is CEO of, of OpenAI, that created ChatGPT. Mm-hmm. And he's brilliant. And one of the questions asked to him was, you know, what, what were you surprised by? You know, if you could go back 10 years or five years or two years, what, what are you surprised by with what AI is doing? And he said, he said, well, and this aligns with what I thought. He thought that, AI was going to take over first, it was going to take over the more, you know, structured step-by-step jobs or step-by-step tasks. Let's call it tasks. Mm-hmm. Um, the more structured, simple, step-by-step sort of stuff. But 
what we're using it for is far more creative than that. Yeah. Like you said, like you've literally told it some words. It is filling in the backstory. Yes. So it's amazing and, and completely, I think, unpredictable how creative it is, it is proving to be. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's fascinating. I think that's more a reflection of, of us and how creative humans are. Yes. I think yes. we're surprised by that. You know? yeah. And I think it's, it's affirming that we are yeah. creative beings um, because we created AI and that's what it it's spitting back to us. It's exciting. It is exciting times. And mm. so I hope that others, if I am turning my original kind of fear, if it was if I didn't have a fear around how the kids were going to – well, actually, if I was had a fear, I was worried that the kids would leave me behind and I wouldn't understand it, I wouldn't know how to use it. But right. it's so simple to use and and your first creation is is – doesn't have to be your last creation and and it's I can definitely definitely see that this is going to be an extreme time saver for teachers and uh highly engaging for students as well so get involved get involved absolutely and I'd uh, love to hear what some of your creations are and and what you're using and how you're using it as well yeah it's it's Spread the word. As fun as it is powerful as well like, yeah it is fun and because we only want to hear the good bits remember we're just sharing the good oh, bits. The good bits. All the good bits. That's right. All the good bits. That's right. All right. Well, that's about all we've got time for. Hey, there's a lot of grade 12s who are heading into their external exams over the next couple of weeks. So want to give a big shout out to all of the students who are heading into those those big moments. And we wish you the very, very best. Remember, yep. a single exam doesn't define your life nope. and you are more than these exams that you're about to sit, but you've also got this as well. Trust your preparation. Yeah. You've got it. Your teachers have set you up well and back yourself. Back yourself. Absolutely. Back yourself and you're exactly right. They, these exams don't define you, but they're an opportunity for you, but there are plenty of opportunities around the corner as well. Absolutely. All right. We will say farewell and wish our teacher friends the very best for the coming week and we will catch you all next week. Love your work. See you later, Mr. White. See you later, Mrs. Angel. Bye, everyone. Bye. Powered by Riverside.